0: So I ran geo filters for we were at a bar down the street uh, for New Year's and there's a 20,000 square foot minimum for a geo filter for a business. Yeah, I was only going to geo filter just the bar. I ended up geo filtering seven because it was the same price there. So one of my friends asked me, he's like, well, dude, how much would it be if you were to always have a permanent geo filter? You know what that answer is? $750 a month. Yeah, is that the price? So based on what I paid. Well, for your size, for the area that you were selecting, though. But that was was just the minimum. Right. So seven, uh, what do you think about the viability of that for business? I think for big brands, it works. You know, you and I have
1: talked about this before. I think if you're a McDonald's, it works. Let's hold that thought.
0: Let's OTR this real quick.
1: Oh, I was recording oh you were yeah just keep well, going let's keep, let's keep it going then <laughs> <laughs> and so tyler you got to listen to this man and decide if it makes sense to
0: cut that no, in keep it keep, keep it, it in just authenticity just keep, keep this it. thing raw. dude Perfect. i was
1: i was recording man i kept i kept mine rolling in my so we're good we'll, we'll definitely upload this as an episode no tr um what was i saying um oh Different, i think the, the brands yeah i think it makes total sense for a big brand right You're a Taco Bell, a McDonald's, you're a GE, you're, you know, whatever, some big brand that can afford to just pay for impressions and brand awareness, makes complete sense, and on that scale, that's friggin' cheap, right? The reality is, too, though, if you're looking at, like if you're a McDonald's, unless it's a very specific event and you want a permanent uh, filter, you're probably gonna select either the entire country or multiple states, and now you're talking hundreds of thousands if actually millions of dollars per month in costs, but to a large Fortune 500 company brand, it's still peanuts in the big game. So I think for them, it makes total sense. I do not necessarily yet, and I've done some testing here at Bold as well, both for ourselves, just to test it, and for a couple of clients at a small scale, um, just to just to test the waters and see what's going on. And yeah, there was engagement, and people used the, um, the filter, and it was really cool. But that's kind of it. And it's like, ah, uh, all right, like, what do you really gain from there? And do people really care? And do they remember your brand? And I say that unless you're a household name, no, it's not worth it. Unless, unless, I'll caveat this. You're doing something hyper-specific at an event, like for example, if you're a brand that's at CES, you need a Snapchat filter, right? You should be, I'm gonna be there this week, I'm going to be checking what brands actually paid money to be there around CES, around the expo, um, and actually have a Snapchat filter, that makes sense. If you're launching a new product, And your whatever tech brand, you need a Snapchat filter because you need to hit everybody in every angle that you can. But outside of there, if you're not a household name, who cares? Like nobody's gonna remember that, you know, such and such, you know, sports jersey company that's not starter, you know, or under armor, no one's gonna remember you in the long haul. So I say it's not worth it, but so only on small-scale, very small initiatives is it worth it for a non-household name brand. But the big name brands. Yeah, why not? I'd do it. I'd spend that money all day.
0: Yeah, I just enjoyed it because the Snapchat geo filter that I created was the Bacon Sports Party People of the Year. And the goal was a spoof of Time Magazine just for me and my friends, <laughs> just to have some fun. And I really enjoyed it because for me as the storyteller, it allowed me to tell the story of New Year's in a different way that spoke to what was going down on New Year's. Well, I know I think I showed you this,
1: but what was cool is like what I like the Snapchat Geo filters for outside of a branding perspective is let's say you're going heavy on Snapchat or even Instagram stories and you're telling a story for a specific place or instance. Creating Snapchat filters that help to tell that story. I'll give you an example. When I was at um what was it? Oh, inbound when I was at inbound up in Boston this last year, um, we created uh, Snapchat geo filters all around the event, um, even back at my hotel, even the way that I would travel back to the hotel. And I had different. We created a story with them. So over the course of three days that I was there, we had different geo filters based on different topics and things that I knew was going to come up. And so I use those Snapchat geo filters as part of my story. So as I'm talking, there's my logo with the headline that I'm talking about. That's pretty powerful and cool. So in that case, it wasn't just for the other people using it. It was for me to help tell my story. Um, but... Again, it gets expensive quickly if you do it at large scale, so there's a balance there. Though I had tens and tens of thousands of people use some of the filters at um, at inbound, so I also had that as a benefit. But again, it's not like anybody was calling me up the next day saying, "Hey, I snore your Snapchat filter." So I think I think it, it's it's a balance, and I think Snapchat geo filters are super cool, but I just wouldn't go all in on them unless I was a big brand and had that kind of money to spend on impressions. <laughs>